0: Can't be any more quiet than this. Now that Kelsey has been robbed of all fidget things, this is queer halftime. My name is Becca, and I use she/they pronouns. And I'm here with the fidgetless Kelsey, that I'm Ah. sure we'll find something to play with.
1: It's true. I just can't sit still, you know.
0: It's that's the
1: gay agenda, not being able to sit still. Anyways, my name is Kelsey. I also use she/they pronouns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I feel like we're a little bit silly today so we're gonna see what the energy is like mm-hmm. today it's 17 degrees out and sunny for the first time it feels since like 2015 <laughs> like, I know and so. I'm actually like getting a modicum of exercise now what does modicum mean like a little bit oh mm-hmm. my brother's texting me about pride mm-hmm. I should turn that For once, I'm not the one distracting the podcast. (laughs) Oh, no. My phone has distracted me many times. I just edit out the rings and stuff. Oh. Or try to. And you just leave the crap where I'm distracted. (laughs) Cool. Well, I don't know. I feel like my Kim Possible text tone is probably copyrighted. Mm, I don't know. Did you pay for it? No. Well, then I'm going to guess it probably isn't. (laughs) No, it's the tone from the i know
1: but like you didn't buy it from like a distributor that makes text tones did
0: you i don't think you understand how copyright works i don't think i do and music rights
1: (laughs) and it's not for this show so it's only a
0: couple seconds so we're gonna call it fair use Uh, what are we talking about today? Oh yeah. So we do, I told you the energy was going to be weird. I warned you and yeah. you're hopefully still here. So thank you. We love you and appreciate you. Um, we do something called P Flag, which sounds very funny, but it is for parents, teachers, guardians, um, anybody with youth or kiddos in their life who might be transitioning or coming out and they have questions or thoughts or feelings about that, that they need to, Uh, work through or talk to someone about and we get a lot of kind of the same questions just in various little changes so we thought we would do like a PFLAG FAQ Mm -hmm. and this one can be a shout out to the parents who are trying and we appreciate that. Yeah
1: PFLAG is has been around for ever it seems Um, and like the acronym has always stood for family or parents and family of lesbian parents and friends of lesbian and gays um that is not like they kept the acronym because it is so widely known but now like
0: brand awareness yeah
1: but it's not like it's not that anymore it's not strictly like a parents and friends of lesbian and gays it's more like a kind of like a safer space that if you're an ally to somebody in this community depend no matter what kind of incapacity that means um to you, then you can come and ask questions and stuff. So it's kind of like grown a bit, but it's still yeah, it's kind of
0: like the start of allyship. Yeah. You know? I mean, based on our demographics, it would be called like parents and extended family of trans kids. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Those yeah. are that's who we tend to serve.
1: Yeah. If we were to change it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's kind of a lot of similar ones and we did this last week and kelsey had a really good answer so i'm gonna put you on the spot to one of them that we get asked and it was this uh dad whose kid has very recently come out as trans and he was saying you know i don't understand how you can hate your body so much or be so uncomfortable um and the whole point was you can't understand yeah yeah that's the thing, right? Like, I i mean, we talk about this all the time. I don't
1: understand what it's like for a kiddo that's transitioning to feel like the amount of body dysphoria that they feel like you don't understand what it's like to be non-binary, right? Yeah. So like, it's just different. There are just different things. And of course it's different from for everybody. But I think that that's the key thing that you have to remember in things like this is that it's so, so different for everybody and it feels different for everybody. Right. That's why for some people, gender affirming care is using the right name and pronouns. For some people, gender affirming care is having top and bottom surgery. Right. Like it's like, it's all different and it's totally open to whoever, but like the important thing is that you're, that you're trying and that you kind of acknowledge and, you know, just own that, own the fact I'm not trans. I don't get it, you know? And I, all I can do is try to understand to the best of my ability, but like knowing the fact that you're never going to understand is just as empowering as getting in. Yeah. You know, like kids want to know when you're out of your scope and I don't know anytime a kid asks me a question if I don't have the answer I don't make it up right like I'm like I don't know the answer but I will track it down give me five minutes with the google and we will find it and the kids kids ask more questions to people that they know aren't just going to give them bs bs answers they made up yeah
0: um yeah yeah I mean like I'm cis I'm not ever gonna understand Mm -hmm. even though I'm part of this community Mm -hmm. um and I think that's kind of a hurdle that a lot of parents have to get over is that you're never going to understand and you just kind of need to accept that yeah um and that understanding is not a prerequisite for you know taking good care of your child and you know continuing to love and accept them and support them Mm -hmm. and all these lovely things
1: we have this poster that says something like understanding is not a prerequisite for empathy. Empathy is a prerequisite for understanding. And it's, yeah, it says something along those lines, but the the message behind it is great where you don't have to get something to be supportive of it. Yeah. Like I don't have to understand hockey (laughs) to attend my, I don't have a nephew, but to attend my tiny nephew's hockey game, right? Like, it's kind of the same. Like, I don't have to understand the show Bones, which my partner is currently obsessed with to watch 78 hours of Bones straight. Like
0: I used to own all of the box set DVDs of Bones in high school and I watched all of them. I don't wanna talk about the amount of Bones I've watched
1: lately. I don't get it, but that doesn't mean that I don't try, you know, and care about Bones. (laughs) But that's the point is that you don't have to understand something to be kind to people.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the real kind of takeaway there Mm -hmm. is that kindness. Yeah. Right. It's what it always comes back to. Right. Mm -hmm. And humanizing people and treating them with like respect
1: and dignity. And trusting when they say something. Right. Like when when somebody says to you, this is how I feel, or this is what I think or this is what this is like for me. Don't question that, you yeah. know? Cause it, well, for a couple of reasons, a, you don't need to <laughs> like, if you're <laughs> questioning about somebody's somebody about their internal stuff or like how they feel, if I'm like sitting here, like I feel this and Becca's like, I have some questions about that. I would be curious where that what's going on in you that you feel yeah. the need to question somebody else. Right. But also because it's none of your business like yeah you don't like you can't ask these things and people aren't entitled to explain these things to you trans people are not are not in a position where they have to explain to you what it's like to be trans
0: yeah well I think it comes back to that thing of like I've never experienced it so I don't believe that anyone else Mm. could and that's something we really saw like a lot with me too and BLM Mm -hmm. and it's like know just because it's not an experience you've ever had doesn't mean that it's a spirit an experience that doesn't exist um and kind of going off that like believing people and taking things at face value another question we get that i kind of hate (laughs) which is why we're addressing it um is the whole i hate this word so much but trans trender thing Mm. um and like oh my kid is just queer because all their friends are Mm -hmm. or like all these things it's like and this
1: isn't an attack on anybody any parent that feels that way right because it is that is a valid feeling if you if you think of these things as a trend if you're caught in that area where you're like being trans is a trend trends are something that become very influential Right? Like yeah. trends, like bell bottom jeans were a trend when I was a kid. Everybody was wearing bell bottom jeans. The thing that we have to deconstruct is the myth that being trans is a trend. Like it's not trendy.
0: Were they wearing bell bottoms? I 90s? don't actually
1: know. They I were just like made flares. It. I was like, are like... you question, looking at me like that? Cause I'm saying something like really wrong, or is that like uh
0: <laughs>
1: sorry, something
0: completely yeah, that's what I figured. I <laughs> I enjoy fashion history.
1: No, so. I don't know what they were wearing in the nineties because I was like super like six. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but what, like, but you know what I, I know know what you mean, mean, right? Yeah. Like if you think of being trans or being queer as a trend, you're going to see it as a trend. You will yeah. see. But what I would challenge people on is, is it a trend or is it representation and people having the understanding and having the words to say how they feel? And are these kids just figuring it out?
0: what's the thing right is it that there is more acceptance now
1: mm-hmm.
0: right like there's the whole correlation and causation thing mm-hmm. and we see this all the time when divorce was legalized mm-hmm. suddenly divorce skyrocketed right yep. and people were like oh my god it's the end of marriage it's like no people can just do these things now Mm -hmm. without repercussions it's the same with when sex work becomes decriminalized or legalized Mm -hmm. and there is an increase in people reporting being trafficked Mm -hmm. and it's not because it's legal it's because now they aren't going to be arrested for reporting what's been done to them yeah exactly right and so correlation does not equal causation is i guess what i'm trying to say and like yeah it's representation I think
1: yeah and you know what you might have a kid that's like like there might be kids out there that are like you know what I am trans and I'm trans because all my friends are trans and I, I don't know I'm not gonna say there's not those kids right what I am gonna say is that I would imagine that that will lose its appeal very very quickly because it's not that fun to be a member <laughs> of this community all the time
0: well right and all- like Is it that they're seeking out friends that are like them,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, totally, totally. Are they seeking out friends that are like them? Did they not? Have they felt this thing this entire time and they never had a word for it until they met other kids that did? We hear it a lot with siblings, especially when it's like an older sibling that is coming out and then a younger sibling that's kind of like, oh, well, how do we know that I'm not gay? And I think the important thing when we're dealing with especially young kids is to try to encourage them to not label it right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like why, like at at a young age, if they have a name for it, that's great. But if they're going through a place where they're exploring, like we don't need to put a label Mm -hmm. on kids exploring who they're attracted to. We don't need to put a label on kids exploring gender. We don't need to put a label on kids exploring their sexuality.
0: Yeah, I think that should be a natural part of growing up. Yeah. And I think that we get caught in the the titles, you
1: know, like you hear a tiny human be like, oh, I'm a lesbian. And then their tiny sibling is like, oh, I might be a lesbian too. You might be, or you could be straight or you could be six (laughs) years old (laughs) and not have a clue. Right. Like, and that's totally fine. But I think that what those kids are probably saying in those moments is a lot more of the relationships that I see every single day aren't don't probably don't fit with me or might not fit with me. And I hope that's okay. Right. Yeah. Like people are like tiny children are not walking around being like, I only want to marry and have sex with a woman. Like that's not the thing. What they think is, I want to have a family with a woman. Like I want or to have a partnership I want with a woman. To be
0: the knight on the horse who rescues the princess. Yeah. Kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. And that's totally okay. Right. <laughs> like it's like we're not, we don't need to make these things so concrete. And like the labels, we don't have to attach a label to every five-year-old we see.
0: And if your label changes, that's totally fine too. Yeah. Like some people find comfort in labels, but find that they um not grown out of it, but mm-hmm. the, it's changed mm-hmm. um, because a lot of this stuff is really fluid for people throughout their lifetimes, right? Totally. Um, and like we have, you know, one kid in particular who mom is worried that the little one just wants to be like their big sister, right? Mm-hmm. And so now is saying, oh, I'm a lesbian too. Um, but mom also says, you know, if she is, I don't want her to come back, you know, in 10 years and say, you didn't support me. Mm-hmm. Right. So mom's trying to be really supportive, mm-hmm. but also give the older kid her space that she needs. totally, And just try to figure this out. Right. Because it can really go either way. If they're a really young kid who looks up to their sibling, they might just want to be like their sibling. Yeah. But there's also lots of families who one sibling will come out and then one or two others will as well Mm -hmm. because suddenly it's okay to question these things and explore them and like you know they might have seen how the parents reacted when the first one came out they're like oh it's it's safe it's okay this is a normal thing huh Mm -hmm. oh okay yeah and I think it's interesting because we both
1: come from like we come from two opposite sides of the spectrum in this right (laughs) so like I came out first in my family, and I know you came out first in your family, but I came out first in my family, and I have a younger brother. He's not gay. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? He never came out. He's as straight and narrow as they come, Um, and, like, he, like, that didn't happen for us. It wasn't that type of experience. Um, So, yeah, so, like, I came from a family that has one queer individual, and I came out, and, I mean, did it go the greatest? it, it went, you know, um, but my brother wasn't like, oh, it's safe to be gay. Yeah. And I think it's cool to be gay. So I'm going to be gay now. Like, that's not yeah. how it worked in
0: my family, but in your family,
1: was I was the queer
0: cousin and now there's a couple more. Yeah. And some of the like the cousins kids mm-hmm. I've found. Um so I it was really funny my mom was at a wedding recently for one of my cousins where unfortunately many of them got covid. But mm. before they all got covid, um you know I've been very, you know, open about who I am and what I do on social media and a lot of my family follows me. Mm-hmm. And so I my mom had some of my cousins asking questions or being like, Hey, I think, you know, my kid is this, mm. or like, how do you use they them pronouns? and like asking her because I am the queer of the mm-hmm. family. Um, but yeah, so we've slowly seen a couple other people and I'm obviously not going to out them, no, but I am not the only one in my family now. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing, right. And, but
1: It wasn't like everybody in your family was like, well, Becca's gay, that must be cool. (laughs) We're all going to come out as gay (laughs) because it's the same thing, right? Like a lot of times when you think something is trendy, you think that it's trendy because it's going to have a positive. Yeah. There's something positive about it. It's great being gay. I love being gay, but there are some things that if I could choose not to be, would encourage me to maybe consider not being gay, right? Yeah it's, if it was a choice, we, I'm, a lot of us would choose it, but a lot of us would choose to be gay without having to tell people or without, you know, without the crap that comes along with it because the transphobia and the homophobia that we still are seeing in schools. Yeah. It's not worth it to pretend or to just follow a trend. Like yeah it's a lot, you know, like you don't want, and, and the other kids see it. So when other kids and younger kids are seeing what it's like to be queer in like their school or with the older kids, that if anything, that's going to stop them from coming out, right? Like just because representation is there doesn't mean that acceptance has gotten better. Like you see more queer people, but you also see a lot more hate towards the queer community because there's more queer people to hate.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that we've gotten more and more divisive over Mm -hmm. the last couple of years which we're seeing play out mm-hmm. quite a bit. I mean, right now in Canada, there is a conservative leadership race, which is interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's,
1: especially right now with the political climate of North America as a whole, I it would be hard, I would be shocked. <laughs> really? most of the world. Yeah. Well, most of the world, but especially north I would say especially North America right now because North America right has always had this like misconception that we're all so advanced and like universal health I know that's only in Canada. Yeah. But like you know, really? what I mean? we like to
0: think very highly of ourselves. Yeah.
1: And then things happen <laughs> like anti-trans laws and anti-abortion laws get passed in states like Alabama who actually just passed a freaking anti-trans law. And like, these things are terrifying. And I don't know how many more times I can talk about how they cross borders, but these ideologies cross borders.
0: Well, that's the thing. So Canadian Parliament now is talking about abortion and all of these potential conservative leaders are being asked for their stance. Like it's things happen down south and they reverberate Mm -hmm. up here because borders are a construct. And that's exactly (laughs) it. borders are a construct (laughs) it's not a big wall that stops all of the ideals and things especially because like a lot of Canadians the majority of our media is American and mm -hmm. like I would argue that a lot of Canadians know more about American politics than Canadian I would say that I even know more about American politics than Canadian that's true
1: you know because you just you like it's hard to keep up in canada because america is so big canada's so not and well, america's also away divisive.
0: from mm-hmm. the american stuff right? right it's everywhere and then yeah canadian you have to kind of search out a little bit more yeah and in canada
1: we're very nice
0: in america like nice
1: in america like the politics are very like dirty and gritty i don't and know divisive. you didn't see the last
0: debate Holy. i did not see the last debate
1: but do you know what? like in theory like yeah. if you think about the stereotypes between canada and america Like, America, American
0: politics are very, like, huzzah and, like, gung-ho. And And I, the problem is that seems to be coming here. Mm -hmm. Because, like, so the first debate in these, like, this conservative leadership, and I'm going to get all, like, politic nerd here. I love it. But two of them uh, refused to shake hands and would not look at each other. (laughs) And, like, so this well-known conservative, who I hate to admit that he had a point, is saying hey you're all for the same party don't poison the well like so yeah that stuff is unfortunately moving up here and getting more and more common and these are the people that
1: like let's talk about politicians where do you see politicians knocking on people's doors yeah so if this fight is happening like in the house or wherever they do the debate is it in the house
0: no they aren't so what do they where do the they the leadership race right. is wants to, oh, wants right. to lead the, the federal conservative party
1: but so when they do this stuff like they're fighting there in their little pocket but then they're walking around and doing political stuff with the community like well, they're just posting it there. on their social yeah. media
0: and like all that stuff the and last then, one was in edmonton last night
1: and then people talk about it and they tweet about it and then the kids see it and then we get weird tweets about stuff that's not even a play, right? And it's like, this stuff trickles down and it gets so bad that we end up in a position where we are sitting on our social media and we're getting tagged in things. And we're like, we gotta move quick to make sure we're getting tagged in appropriate stuff because there's all these anti-trans and anti-abortion
0: things coming out. Well, and if certain of our things get shared by some of the politicians who we absolutely adore, um... <laughs> we get called degenerates. Yes. So like that's the thing. You you don't
1: you don't think it really impacts but the border that prevents me from walking into America does not prevent me from accessing American media. Yeah. It does not prevent me from having a conversation with somebody from the states that is transphobic. So it doesn't matter how great Canada is <laughs> like we need to this needs to be across the board like yeah
0: well in some of these things like it's the fear that it will happen that is used to elect people Mm -hmm. right so in like the states and here we could have strengthened abortion laws a long time ago Mm -hmm. we could have been doing this um but the fear that that will go away yeah is much more powerful to get people elected i just can't like oh it blows my mind This has been a massive divergence from what we were talking about. Do you
1: have any more questions that parents ask? Well, one of them is how do I, how do I support my queer kid without having to be like what carrying a rainbow flag and gluing one to your car? You know what I mean? Without having to be covered in rainbows and super flamboyant. And it goes along with this conversation. Like talk about these things. Yeah. Talk about these things with other parents. Have these conversations with your partners, with your kids, and show your kids that these things are going on in the world, but here is what you feel about them, and
0: here is what you, how you think they could impact, and ask your kids, how does this impact you, you know? We'll make sure they know that the people who are most important to them, and whose job it is to protect them and keep them safe, will do so.
1: Mm -hmm. And we'll- vote in a way that does so like not to be that guy but like oh my god not voting is not the freaking not voting doesn't help anybody it's not
0: the power move you think it is
1: yeah like I I know it's cool not to vote um but not voting doesn't help and if you are a member if you have a family member or a very close friend that is a member of this queer community I would highly <laughs> encourage you to ask them or do your own research but if they're comfortable having the conversation with you you can ask them what would it mean for your community if this person got voted into parliament yeah you know like because those questions matter to us and I have a way better conversations with my friends when they are like what would this mean for you like what do you think and they always give me a place to be like they always say you don't have to answer of course because that's the key is you don't you can be curious, but not pressure people into having a conversation they're not ready to have. Yeah, um, and that's the important thing. Like a lot of us want to talk about this, you yeah, know. Absolutely. A lot of us want to have these conversations with the people that we care about and with other people because we have things to say, and nobody ever asks what the queer community has to say, but we have thoughts. Um. <laughs> so, like, we want to have this conversation, but you have to also be okay when we're we have to tap out, right? Yeah. Because it sucks. It sucks a lot thinking. That trans kids can't play freaking sports in the states when we have literal youth who just told us a couple weeks ago that they get to finally play on the boys' soccer team for the first time, and the impact that that has on their like well-being and like their faces, I can't even like I. It gives me goosebumps. I can't imagine taking that away.
0: From yeah, people who are super into gendering sports can fight me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's, yeah, the only ones where size really matters are already divided into weight classes, mm-hmm. so. And fight those things, right? If your yeah. kid
1: is transitioning or identifies as female or would, would I like to play on a female hockey team and somebody says no, find out why. Like, yeah, ask those questions, fight for those things because I'm willing to bet that the policies that people are saying are there to protect the children aren't actually there um nobody writes like people don't really write discriminatory policies anymore yeah hopefully in sports they should not be writing discriminatory policies basically
0: anymore. champion be a champion for your child yeah um and one just very sweet anecdote that we heard um was one mom she was out i can't remember what she was buying it was some sports thing, they knew at sports check oh um with her son who has recently started transitioning and she the Salesperson was like, Oh, what are we here to, you know, what are we looking for? And she was like, Oh, I'm looking for, you know, whatever for my son. And when they left, this kid almost burst into tears.
1: Like, you Mm. call
0: me your son. Yeah.
1: And referring, (laughs) Like, like it was so sweet. Referring to like, yeah, just referring to kids by the gender they identify as is so empowering. Yeah. Like it's so empowering. You should see. I can't even express. We have this beautiful, tiny human. And I know, I know he's going to know exactly who I'm talking about if he's listening. Um, and he does this really cute thing. He is a member of the trans community and he's wonderful. And he does this really adorable thing where he opens the door for all of the trans feminine people that leave the <laughs> space. And he's always like, After you, my lady. And like the grin on these beautiful girls' faces and the grin on his face, right? Like these things are so empowering. And all it takes is a simple comment, like my lady, which I would have a stroke at to make these kids go from like a two to a 10, right? Like the joy, like you, it's palpable. You can feel the joy in the air. It's really sweet. So yeah, like if you, but- again, I think the one thing that we always say is if you're asking these questions, you're on the right path. Yeah. you know, Like if you're like, how can I support my kiddo? How do I understand this? You are, you're already trying a lot more than a lot of kids get from their parents. Um, and I would encourage you to keep trying harder, keep going, right? Like yeah. don't get discouraged, but give yourself some credit that like some of us were never asked these questions, you know? Yeah. And that's pretty cool.
0: And I think the last one that we get all the time is how to talk to grandparents, (laughs) right? And I think before we do this, I don't think you can write people off because of their age or religion, because people will surprise you constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, We've, you know, met some grandparents who are like the biggest champions of their trans or gay Mm -hmm. or queer grandkids, right? They absolutely adore them. So I don't think you can write them off. I think there's kind of two ways Mm -hmm. that I see it most often is either you prep your kid Mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, you know, I can't tell you this is going to go super well. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I will be there for you. And if they react really badly, I will take your side and I will get you out of the situation. I will get you out. And if we need to not see them for a while until they get over themselves, then I am fine with that. Like we had a number of families who skipped Easter (laughs) Because their kids were not ready for that. I've been skipping Um, Easter since I was like 12. So like, (laughs) Uh, but then the other one I see is kind of writing interference for your kid and you doing that Mm -hmm. conversation.
1: When I came out of the closet, I I don't have a very strong relationship with much of my extent or any of my extended family. So I came out to my mom and then I aggressively in a fight came out to my dad and that was it. I didn't come out to anybody else, you know? So I was like, anybody else that needs to know my parents can tell. Yeah. However, I was an adult and now just nobody knows I'm gay. So like <laughs> that ended up backfiring a little bit, but I will tell like, yeah, writing grandparents, I wrote my grandparents off. My grandparents, I don't, I think they know I'm one set of them knows I'm gay. The other set would not. Um, but yeah, I definitely wrote my grandparents off because I was like, there's absolutely no way you can understand this. And it sucks. And I wish I hadn't.
0: That's, yeah, my, I don't think I was out to my extended family before my maternal grandparents passed away, Mm -hmm. uh, which is unfortunate because I think they would have been really good about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so I just have my one grandma Mm -hmm. on my dad's side and she and I have never really talked about it, but my, one of my cousins recently Mm. came out um, and my dad picked my grandma up to take her, because She drives, but she shouldn't. (laughs) Grandma. (laughs) Pull it together. Uh, So my dad picked her up and we're going to my auntie and uncle's house with my cousin, who uh, is trans and has very long hair and dresses, you know, wears makeup now. Uh, Absolutely lovely. And so he kind of prepped her. Mm -hmm. He took this, because it's like a half hour car ride. And so he took the whole time to prep her be like, okay, so. This is what's happening. This is, you know, how you refer to Mm so-and-so. This is what you do not do. Mm -hmm. And just had that conversation to prep her before she actually got to the house Mm -hmm. so she could kind of get those initial feelings and questions out of the way Mm -hmm. and treat her grandchild the way that she deserves to be treated. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't there, so I don't know how it went, but there was a big group photo and the two of them were sitting next to each other. So So it could not have gone horribly. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. So don't write off grandparents, but, you know, be prepared to take your child's side. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Any other questions? I think those are kind of the main ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you have a queer joy? What's yours? (laughs) Okay. So mine is uh, women helping women. So what does that mean for me? (laughs) It's, this is my own personal, sorry. Um, (laughs) It's basically just like, so I was mowing the lawn Okay. Which I have not used a push mower since I was in junior high and I was having trouble and it kept stalling and I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, is it a problem? Is there not enough gas? I don't know. I brought it back into my backyard to try to fiddle with it. And I hear my neighbor Bev say, hello, like try to get my attention. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I wasn't watching you, but I saw you. And I was like, oh, that girl is going to throw her shoulder out and get really mad at that mower." So I figured I'd come help. (laughs) <laughs> and she gave me a bunch of advice on how to make sure it didn't stall she's like you have to start it on concrete so it won't so it can spin up and your grass is really long so if you have it really low it's gonna clog so there should be like a lever on the wheel that you can raise it like all this stuff and i was like thank you thank you thank you but yes so it's just this very sweet moment of this older lady just come help me and Ooh. not be like you know condescending about mm-hmm. it i made mm-hmm. a joke i was like i haven't used one of these in probably 15 years and she's like That's I figured totally fine. Wow. But was just very sweet and helpful and nice. Shout out to Bev. Shout out to Bev. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I love her. Great
1: person. My clear joy is that I have solidified a routine in my life where I do not
0: have to mow the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) My partner does that. That yeah, that seems like a step job.
1: Yeah, and you know, I do all the tools and she mows the lawn. Well, also our lawn is like. 10 by 10 like it's oh, not yeah. very large so like it's totally fine no I don't really have a ton of queer joy well I mean I got lots of queer joy I'm super <laughs> joyful but like nothing in particular the only thing that is super exciting to me is that summer is coming and yes we're about to be surrounded by queer kids that are going to bring me queer joy all the time
0: there we go yeah okay that's it that's yeah. it that's all There was something else I was going to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. So it can't have been that important. It's not that joyful. It's not that joyful, apparently. That's the queer sorrow. (laughs) The queer difference? I don't know. The the queer didn't make a big enough impact? It's a gay agenda. (laughs) Yeah, I'd actually quite enjoy doing yard work. Really? Yeah. I like to plant seeds and then forget about them. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Now that I'm, I told my mom this, I'm like, now that I'm not being told to go out and do it, or told a specific time to do it and i can just be like oh you know what i then the one's getting a little like long i'm gonna do that after work today or like oh you know yeah. what it's nice
1: out. i'm gonna go putter around my garden See, that's me and taking out the garbage if steph tells me to take out the garbage i absolutely cannot do it so like, i just like, hate being told to do my arms just like flop down and they're like broken she's like you need to take <laughs> out the garbage i'm like sorry i don't have
0: any limbs um but if it's my idea to take out the garbage that garbage is going out That's the thing right if it's like hey this morning you need to do this or Mm -hmm. after school you need to do this it's like mm, no give me a list I want to eat pop-tarts and watch Futurama after school I don't want to mow the lawn yeah so yeah but yeah I haven't had a lawn to mow since I was I mean I had a like I used a rider mower in high school would (laughs) live around on that I always think of those like turning ones my mom has one of those because we lived in a townhouse and the yard was that small and then she just got rid of it because it wasn't working very well and she just weed whips her whole yard wow because it was so small weed whip yeah
1: isn't it weed whack
0: weed whack weed whip (laughs) my favorite (laughs) is whippersnapper listen what the hell is going on with this camera (laughs) i don't know but um thank you for joining us be kind to yourself and others we'll see you next week and we're gonna figure out what's wrong with our tech bye (laughs)